Welcome to the Six Ways from Sunday podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and I'm the host of this show, and I'm sitting with Reverend Robin King again this week. We've just sat down to a nice hot cup of coffee, and each week we, uh, we pick a topic to dive into and discuss some aspect of our faith journey as an online community of faith. And it's been really interesting watching in the last few weeks, um, this Six Ways from Sunday online community has really been starting to build some momentum and uh, it's really exciting to see that we're reaching more people and uh, some of that is because of this podcast, which is great. And uh, the Facebook page is another avenue that we use to, to reach out to people and connect people to what we're doing here. So thanks for joining us on the podcast here again today. If you've been listening for a while, you'll know that uh, over the last month or so, we've been exploring a couple of different themes. In the fall through September, we've uh, talked a lot about creation stories and new beginnings. And then we really dived into the Noah's Ark Great Flood story uh, for a couple of weeks. So now we're just coming around the corner to the season of Advent very soon. And we've got a couple weeks here kind of in this in-between territory where we're going to be looking at a couple of stories from the gospel. And uh, just as we always do, trying to peel back more layers of meaning and and look at the story behind the story or some of the truths behind some of these stories. So, Robin, thanks again for for being here today. Well, thanks. Thanks, Ben. Um, I'd just like to say uh, that my coffee is uh, not very hot, actually, and it's a hmm. little bit bitter today, and it could probably use a little bit more sugar, I think. And it's very, it's very, it's almost, like it's just not very. Are you being judgmental, Robin? Yes, I am, Ben. Well, these are different beans than I normally use. They were rejected from our household um, espresso machine at, at the house. They were rejected? Yeah, so these are outcast beans. They're outcast beans? Now I feel even worse. Am I not worthy of better, Ben? Well, you have admitted to not being as discerning as Kelly and I are about I our coffee. I actually hate the taste of coffee. I just drink it for the caffeine. Um, this is all like, <laughs> this is not obviously for, for real. Um, it's because today I think we, we kind of need to talk about uh, expectations and uh, um, what, uh, what kind of expectations we have and how we meet them, uh, particularly for ourselves, but also for our coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, important things. Yeah, and uh, um, part of that comes from this week's uh, story uh, in the gospel. It, usually, the stories that we have in the gospels leading up to Advent um, are apocalyptic stories. There are stories about the end times. There are stories about the second coming. And then and, also, don't we also touch on um, kind of the last days of of Jesus before? Well, uh, we uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, of. That we go through uh, well, all that kind before of. Easter as well. But. Yeah, kind of. It's it's kind of funny. It, well, first of all, um, Advent is the new year, right? The church year actually technically starts with the first Sunday of Advent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not January the first. It's the first Sunday of Advent. So we're coming to the end of the year, end of the church year. Um, it's leading into Advent, which is time of preparation for the coming of Jesus, right? So you can see where that makes a lot of sense. Um, the last Sunday uh, on the liturgical calendar before Advent is usually referred to as Reign of Christ or Christ the King, mm-hmm. um, and um, that's becoming less of a, less a Sunday that people really want to look at very closely because it uses you know that sort of um, very hierarchical um, Jesus as a King language. But I think there's a way of talking about that. We're not going to do that today. 
because, you know, we can talk about that later. Um, but the story that we have today from Mark uh, is a story that follows right after um, Jesus commenting on the widow who gives all her money to the treasury at the temple mm-hmm. and um, uh, about her generosity. And, well, we've we talked about that. Um, yeah, so last yeah. As a, for anyone who ha- didn't maybe catch last week's episode, we talked about that that. Uh, in the context that, that story. Of, in the context of Remembrance Day and, and about offering, like being discerning about, first of all, what you're offering for and also the, that there, our response to that in, needs to include the gratitude of thanks as well That's as right. the responding to the trust put in us to, to do what we're supposed to, right? Mm-hmm. And, and right after that, Jesus is leaving the temple with the disciples. One of the disciples makes a comment about, um, well, look at how amazing the temple is. Look at these, look at these big stones. It's one of the things that that uh, the disciple says, um, and Jesus' response to that is to say that the temple will be, you know, all of these stones will be cast down, the temple will be destroyed. Um, you know, this is what's going to happen, and uh, uh, on on route to that, um, beware of uh, it, it's the beware of false prophets, right? People will lead you, try and lead you astray. They'll they'll claim to be me, um, all that kind of stuff, um, and then. Um, you know, reminding them that there will be, you know, wars and all this bets, very mm-hmm. apocalyptic stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, and again, there's lots of opportunity to talk about that later. So what I'd like to focus on is the big stones. Okay, Robin. Yeah. So, Ben, <laughs> let me ask you a question. It's, it's not even be about big stones. It's, what, what I want to ask you, though, is um, you're a videographer. You're a really good one. Um, you've, you've made a short film, you do all sorts of short videos and stuff for us, um, that are awesome and people always love them. You created a, a thing when the town was wanting to, uh, get in that, the competition for Hockeyville, right? You made a, a video that, for that, that was just, it got an awesome response. You do really good stuff. How do you know you do good stuff? Like, how do you judge mm. the quality of your work? Well, I always use the litmus test of, did it make someone cry? <laughs> so, <laughs> that sounds weird, but for me... Okay, I, I'd just I like to say that I some do. of your videos suck then, because they didn't make me cry, sorry. Well, you can't, make, you, you can't please everyone, I guess. Some but of them are actually quite funny. Some people even. are harder to move to emotion than others, yeah, Robin. Okay. Some Thank people you. are made out of stone, speaking of stone. Thank you. But, uh, no, truthfully, I love doing what I do, because when I... When I, when I receive feedback or, or f- by any means find out that something that I created made someone feel something emotionally, then that feeds me. That, that really fills me up. And sometimes you don't have that opportunity. Sometimes you put something out or I, I create a video for a client and I never, never do hear back from the people that watched it or there aren't a flood of YouTube comments that, well, you, never, you really don't want to dive into those usually anyway, but, um, you know, sometimes you get that feedback, sometimes you don't, you just have to trust that, that you trust that it was good. So one of your criteria is not how many people watch it. Definitely. I, I get excited when something goes viral and I reach hundreds of thousands of people because that just feels cool that I've reached lots and lots of people. So would you rather reach thousands of people or may move one person to cry? I think that um, having a, a deeper impact on a smaller number of people me- usually means more to me than just a number on YouTube being You're really weird, high. You're weird, Ben. 
Um, you're <laughs> <laughs> but both are no, right. You know what? That is absolutely the right. I think that's absolutely the right answer. The, the thing is that for, for lots of people, that's not the right answer. Right. It, it, it's about numbers. It's about uh, it, when people, when people ask, um, uh, it, when people ask about the church, for instance, um, and, and, and other, other ministers, other people will tell you this. If there's somebody who regularly goes to church, if someone asks them about their church, l- the first question is invariably, how many people go to your church on a Sunday morning? Yeah. Well, how important is that? Well, and and to some people, it's very important because it it's about your reach, right? Yeah. Like, uh, how many people are you having an impact on? But but if your criteria then is only those people sitting in the pew on a Sunday morning, like you need to look a little further. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and not and not just um, like part of our ministry includes online stuff. It includes Facebook and and, we're and live different social media. To... We live stream yeah. and things. Um, and and um, so. So right away, how we judge that is different, right? Um, it's also we also uh, judge how we impact people, um, just generally versus do I have to sit in a pew on Sunday morning? Yeah. Do I have to be a member? Do I have to be this? Like, what's the? And and to me, it's kind of a little bit like the coffee thing, right? Um, I can I can critique the coffee all I want, but if I were you, your first comeback ought to be, but I thought you don't like the taste of coffee. And I don't. So why am I offering an opinion? <laughs> right? Like, what what criteria is the most valuable? Yeah, is is the thing. And and um, that to me that that's related to this story because it's not it's not one of the people that you would expect, right? It's not one of the Pharisees. I mean, like literally six verses before. Um, Jesus is commenting on, you know, beware the the scribes and the 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 temple authorities who like to dress up in the fancy robes, right? Yeah. And they like to have the best seats, and they like to this, and they watch out for those guys because they're just doing it for show. It's not one of those guys who says, "Look how fancy and big our temple is." It's one of Jesus' followers that's saying that. His close friend. He's he's impressed with this. This disciple is impressed with how fancy and big the temple is, and. Uh, and that's great. Don't get me wrong. That's great. It's just that that's kind of like, well, if my church is fancy, then, you know, that is that is that is that a good criteria of the 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 purpose of being church? Yeah. Right. I, uh, I and, like and, this. and particularly if he's, he's already just commented on, you know, beware the, the leaders of the temple who do this. That to me already says there's issues around the temple. <laughs> well, not only that, but he, like Jesus is offering him a perspective check. Right. So he's warned he's warned them about uh, the the dangers or the temptations of getting distracted by. Uh, status or recognition based on something as shallow as the clothing that you're wearing or your way of portraying and presenting yourself in front of the crowd yeah. with that story. And then with this story, he's, you know, I like Kel- Kelly and I were in Ireland recently and we've talked about this, how it's it's awe-inspiring and it's it's a moving experience to stand inside some of these spaces that you know people lifted those massive mm-hmm. stones into place without hydraulics, without electric motors, without lifts, yeah. without like it's it's amazing. And here Jesus is saying, Yeah, it's it's great, but the whole thing's gonna be rubble in a few days. Like well, so it to me that makes me think about another great example could have been, you know, looking at someone's looking at our, our bodies, our human bodies as there's kind of a parallel to these 
structures where it's just a vessel. And we, mm. we put so much importance on looking beautiful, being thin, having no, young looking skin I tell you right now, as I don't. a society, um, have, as getting a, rid yes, of our wrinkles, <laughs> like the, all those attention grabbing headlines of like, yeah, this doctors were, you know, shocked when this person used this cream and got rid of all their wrinkles. And like they, we get so focused on these things yeah. and Jesus could say, yeah, but you know what? In 80 years, we're all going well, to be old and wrinkly. I was going to say, it, 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 exactly. I mean, it doesn't have to be an apocalyptic story, right? It doesn't have to be a story of, of you know, the end is near, um, because the end is always near, really. I mean, there's no guarantee. It's, it's great that there's, it's, and, and yeah, some of those, particularly like those, those massive old buildings or castles or cathedrals, right? Um, and, and even, uh, you know, pyramids. Like, that's really impressive. That's awesome and everything. Um, but as long as they have lasted, it is a fraction of the lifespan of the planet or the universe, right? I mean, it's yeah. not even a fraction. It's, still it's just a tiny It's a fraction of, of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction. Um, and, and, and that's the thing is that the, 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 the business of the temple doesn't need to even need to be about the end is near so much as um, over time that will happen. And coincidentally, it happens pretty shortly after that because, of course, the Romans destroy the temple in, what, 70, 74? Um, um, there's a rebellion, mm -hmm. and the Romans crush it mercilessly and completely obliterate the temple. Um, and that's, that's and again, that's, that's the thing is that um, we we tend to manage our expectations of things based on uh, bigger is better and taking down the bigger is better. The person who says they're the biggest, right? Yeah. You know, that's also a good, that's a thing, right? Yeah. That gives you status because now you're the big thing. Right. And, and I just, I, I, I think we really need to spend a little bit more time wondering at why that is. Um, and and it's I mean, and I personally I think it's related to uh, stuff. We have stuff. We acquire stuff. We like stuff. Um, we like money. We like um, money can buy us stuff. Um, you know. And then there are places in the world where there's people who have nothing, but are yeah. quite happy. Yeah. Right. This, they find a way. They find a way to be happy. And and again, uh, to me, this this goes back to like moments before. They were watching the widow put her money into the temple. Um, she gave everything that she had to the temple. Um, did she give everything she had to the temple so that it could be big and beautiful or so that it would do what it's supposed to do? Right? It's supposed to, the temple is supposed to be the place where widows and orphans are taken care of. It's the place where um, God's compassion and love is shown. Is it shown yeah. in nice big, uh, buildings that, that are, are uh, beautiful and inspiring? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, um, that's, that, I know this is, this is uh, like way off and, okay, and everything. Okay, try but, me. But uh, Stan Lee died the other day. And, and I, I thought, you know, uh, okay, he did comic books. And there's lots of people who will go, yeah, comic books, you know, and superheroes. Come on, really. Imagine how awesomely amazing his imagination is i mean you can't i just i even just said imagine his imagination um but he he thought of he thought of the hulk and spider-man yeah i mean he had he had help drawing them and putting them together and stuff but basically he thought up these characters um 
that's I find that use of imagination incredibly inspiring. I know there's lots of people who would go, yeah, well, he could have put it to better use in creating superheroes. Really? <laughs> Don't you think we could use a few superheroes who, and this is the thing about his characters, they weren't like Superman. Superman was perfect, right? Right. Stan Lee's superheroes were always flawed in some they way. They always had some kind right? of flaw. The Hulk yeah. came out of... Uh, Anger, right? Yeah. Um, Iron Man was a, a uh, came from a, a guy who was basically a a uh, playboy billionaire, right? Yeah. Um, that's where his so his characters have have very human flaws in them. Yeah. Uh, and so it wasn't really just a, a comic book; it was a, an opportunity to explore um, very human flaws and how we get over them, and and how we can not not get over them, how we can exceed them. Right, mm-hmm. um, and and I find that I find that really inspiring. I'm I'm really sad that he's died because that's kind of that kind of creativity is that's a once in a, a century mind I think yeah. that has that kind of creativity and and it's not like there aren't other people too that are are creative like that but I I just I think um, the the cool thing is that he didn't create perfect superheroes. The world wasn't saved by perfection. It was saved by very, very beings with very real flaws, right? Um, and so here's this here's this story where that look how beautiful and perfect the, the temple is, but it's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to be how perfectly well cut the stones are and how perfectly formed the building is, um, or how solid it is, or how big the stones are. Um, uh, I'm sure we all learned in. Was it junior high or high school? Ozymandias? No? No, don't think so. Is that poem about, um, uh, I am Ozymandias, look upon my, um, my, I forget exactly how it goes, but it's look upon my, how wonderful I am and huge and great I am and everything. And it's, um, basically it's, it's on the bottom of a statue, but you can only see the legs of the statue because it's been destroyed. I forget who even wrote the poem. Hmm. I am Ozymandias, king of kings. I forget how the rest of it goes, but the the point of it is somebody built a great statue and proclaimed their greatness, and now that greatness is basically rubble, right? And it's the same thing with the temple. Yeah. Um, the point isn't your greatness. The point is what you do with it. So the point that is, brings the point us back is, to well, uh, measuring uh, value or measuring right, impact. Right. Um, and so, so is your impact... Um, are you measuring your your impact on how many people you have an influence on, or are you measuring it on how much influence you have on one? Yeah. Right. It's that that. Um, Isn't you there may, a quote? You have you probably thinking of the same thing. Yeah. You can't mean uh, something to everyone, but you can to someone. You can be. You may not mean everything to the world, but wait, nope, that's not you, how it goes. You can mean the world to someone. Yeah. Yeah, it's something like that. I know the one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, that's a great quote. Yeah, it's a shame neither of us can remember it. How embarrassing is that? <laughs> we butchered it. But I guess we're flawed, Ben. Oh dear. But um, it's like uh, that with uh, I think about that often with my relationship with my kids. That um, sometimes all it takes is five minutes of focused attention and really paying attention to what they're trying to share with you about their day or. Um, you know, could be anything, but that making them feel like they matter, that they're important. So we had, yeah. we had a great example of that um, last week with the the kickoff to our 
So in Basha, for anyone who doesn't know, we do in November um, a campaign called Angels Among Us, which is meant to encourage people to be angels in the community and to and to do that through random acts of angels, sort of like the random acts of kindness movement that's a global movement. And this year we did it a little bit differently by organizing some planned events and the rest of them kind for of the rest of this. Flash mob kind of thing. Flash, yeah. yeah, flash mobs of angels. And so we've got a few planned for the rest of November that are surprises. We won't leak them here. But last week, um, a group of uh, senior high drama students from the high school in Basha and some people just from the community showed up at the Basha Meadows Seniors Lodge as a surprise and just spent, what, a couple hours with, uh, with I residents? I understand someone even took their dogs. My goodness. Yeah, I know. I know. But no, they had a great time. And uh, I actually spoke to, uh, so speaking of video production, I'm working on putting together a little video that'll tell the story of what happened that day. And I interviewed some of the high school students about what that time was like. And they talked about how it meant, how it was so meaningful to the residents because it, that little act, that small, simple thing of just walking through the door and saying, oh, actually, we're, we're here to visit you. Um, we're here to just spend some time with you, read, read to you, play a game with you. That meant so much to those people. It brought some of them to tears, and it just uh, it clearly brought them joy and had a, a deep impact on their on their and on, on the, the people who were participating. Oh, absolutely! Like on the, the, yeah, the, the for high sure. school kids and the, sure. the other people from the community who came. Um, that was it was meaningful to them too, having an opportunity to connect with some of those seniors. Yeah, and, and to see. Uh, to see how valuable that that uh, that was, um, and and that's yeah that's that's the kind of thing where um, that's the kind of thing where you 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 can't gauge that by how many people did you visit. No, you um, can't. You, it, statistics, right? You can't gauge that by statistics, um, and and it's a two way street, right? Both the people being visited and the people doing the visiting um, experience something positive from from doing that. Um, and, 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 and again, it, it, you know, you didn't have to, um, nobody, nobody prepared stuff in advance. I mean, I I think there was some, some people read, um, some people played, oh, they were playing a game upstairs at at one point. Um, and other people just visited people in their rooms and things like that. So it was a variety of different approaches, uh, all of which had the same focus, which was connecting with people. Right. Um, and, and again, going back to the temple, um, I, I truly, I know I talked about this last week, but I truly believe that the point of that story of the, the widow giving all that she has to the temple isn't Jesus pointing out generosity, um, but reminding us to ask the question when, when someone offers their all to something, are you honoring that? Mm. And are you honoring it first of all with thanks, and uh, but also are you honoring it with delivering on, on why they trusted you with that gift in the first place? Right. And as they walk away, and one of the disciples comments on how amazingly beautiful and large and giant the temple is, and everything isn't that awfully impressive. Um, I kind of wish Jesus had first thing he'd said had been something more along the lines of, "Is it? Is it really? Because it the." the is it the building that's important to you or is it what they do? See, I thought you were going to say that you wished Jesus said, you know, size isn't size isn't everything. Size no, isn't everything. No, it's how you, it's how you use it. Yeah, that's right. But, but no, Ben, no, 
then. I think Jesus no. had a sense of humor, don't you? I, I know Jesus had a sense of humor. Um, I just, I just, uh, I think sometimes we, we, uh, we read these stories and there's, there's only one point to this story, right? The story of Jesus and the, t- talking about the, the widow who gives her everything. That's only about generosity and giving. Oh, and by the way, you should want to be generous in your givings to the church. Um, but is it? No, you're Isn't right. There's so many layers. Yeah. And, and the same with the, the temple story. Is it just about how the temple, all that grandeur and beauty will be destroyed? Or is it about um, that, that lack of permanence um, being a reminder that that's not the point of the temple? Mm-hmm. The point of the temple is to remind people that God is alive. I mean, in, in Jewish tradition, in fact, that's where God lived, right? It was his God house, lived yeah. in the temple. It's God's. In fact, many Christian denominations still use the expression um, referring to a church as God's house, yeah, right? House the house of God. of God. House of worship, yeah. A house of worship, yeah. Um, and uh, that, that it's, it's, not, it's not about the building it, at all. It's about what goes on inside and then what goes out from it, right? So, so one thing I want to say before we wrap this up that I'm going to push back on a little bit with is, so my grandpa always used to say, if some's good, more's better. And that, I, I have a great example of that, uh, that thought process. Bacon? You're going well, to talk about bacon? It absolutely applies to bacon or right. maple syrup or in quite a, few, quite a few things. Sure. But coffee. this weekend, yeah, coffee for sure. Uh, this weekend, I actually started putting up our Christmas lights. So I know it's early, <gasps> and I know we're, we're not even in Advent yet, but it was warm. So this is my, my logic, is that I would way rather be up on the roof um, where I can actually take my gloves off and safely get all the lights put up and maybe not have them on every night well, plus right away. You, but surely we, you can't put all of the stuff up that you put up in like in, one day. Well, that was another thing take I was going to say. It, it takes a while when you yeah. when you have as big of it's a... It's like the Griswolds at your house. It is. So, yeah. And we like to have them up for a full month. So we start a little early. And so they're Advent lights then is what you're saying? Well, yeah. Yeah. So, and okay. this year we added a couple blow-ups, uh, like those inflatable things. Yep. So I was getting those ready and Kelly came out onto the lawn and she said, isn't this a bit much? Like, could we dial it down a little bit? And I said, hon, this is a one-way street. We can take our foot off the gas a little bit, but there are no brakes on this vehicle. We're bigger is better. And, and, and I, I know that you, that like, we're so non-materialistic kind of people when it comes, even when it comes to Christmas, we try to be not materialistic with gifts and things like that. But for some reason, for me, decorations is where I'm, I, I go the opposite way a little bit. I kind of defy that. that Why? I, I don't know. I think that... They, yeah, you do. They, Why? It brings people joy. There you go. And there's there's a difference between... Um, it, it, there There is such a thing as too much of anything, even bacon. I know it's uh, practically sacrilege for me to say that. It's blasphemy um, to say that. But um, there's a point at which there's too much. Uh, and, and there always is with anything. The, the thing is, though, that um, you're... Did you say your grandfather or your uncle? My used grandpa to say, used to say, used to say yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, we've, we've, we've lived as, that's how we live as a society. And we apply that to stuff. And there would be nothing wrong with saying that if we applied it to love or joy. Mm. Um, there'd be nothing wrong with that at all. Because you can never have enough love. Um, well, more you, is always better. Um, but yeah. we don't. We apply it to stuff like, uh, we apply it to stuff like money. 
mm. and and land and recognition. Mm. Um, Likes. And, <laughs> and, and so... Likes and shares. So I think, again, very much like the previous story and the one before it and the one before that and the one before that, um, a key point in this is being discerning. Mm-hmm. What's Why are you doing it? Yeah. Are you doing it just because more is better or are you doing it because, yeah, more is better, but more joy is best of all, right? Yeah. Um, Not and just more yeah. electricity. Yeah. It, 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 or, or are you are you doing it because, you know, your, your you neighbor two houses down puts out just as much. So you got to have one more thing, yeah, right? It might start be starting right? to play a little bit of part in it. But, no, I appreciate yeah. what you're saying. The, the distinction there is... It's not about the stuff or the thing. It's yeah, it's about, about purpose. It's uh, yeah. meaning. So, I mean, obviously then you could apply that to this online community we're building, the number of people you're reaching through your yeah. sermons. If reaching someone and making a difference in their lives through this podcast, through your sermons, through your blog, makes a difference to someone, then of course we would want to achieve even more of that. And that's... that's well, what, in, fact, in fact, earlier in this conversation, I thought... I thought for sure you were going to throw this back at me and say a similar question that I asked you, which is how do I gauge the success of my ministry, mm-hmm. right? Or, or the yeah. ministry so of the church? Um, is it based on how many people are sitting in the pew? Is it based on number of likes on Facebook? Whether or not people stay awake um, the sermon. Whether or not people stay awake. Um, <laughs> and uh, the thing is that the, I don't, I, I honestly, I can honestly say, I do not have a perfect answer for that because there are, I, I'll be absolutely honest and say, and, and I would hope that any other minister would be equally as honest and say, there are moments when you are disappointed that there aren't a whole bunch more people. Um, and, and not just at church, but at, at like at an event or a dinner or, you know, or something like that, um, that you think to yourself and part, part of it's, you think to yourself, you know, this was a great, uh, event and people who were at it had lots of fun. It's too bad. There wasn't more people to enjoy it. Um, there are times when, um, you think, uh, if I have to have one more conversation about whether or not we have enough money to do X, right. It's not even, it's not even about, um, We'd like to do this. It's about do we have enough money yeah. to do? You, you don't want to have, but but um, that's the reality, right? You yeah. want to you want to be able to say the perfect answer to that question is as long as I've moved one person closer to the Lord, then, then it's, all worth I'm, it. it's all worth it. It's money We're human waters, beings. Though, isn't it? We're human beings, and and if I were to have said that, I would hope that you would laugh at me because we're human beings. You can't say that. I I know there are moments where I feel really good because one person has responded to something, and it's been meaningful to them, and I feel really positive about that, and I'm glad for that. I absolutely am. Or two people, or five people, or whatever. Um, and there's other times when I go, hey, wow, there's a crowd here. That's awesome. Um, absolutely, but. But it's it's a it's a big wash of feeling and emotion there, right? Because you you always want to offer your best, and you always want to offer um, what is meaningful to people, and you always want to because the, the church isn't about the number of people sitting in a pew. It's not about the building. It's not about any of those things. Um, it's about um, sharing love and. Um, and and grace and compassion it's about moving people it's about transforming people um and uh and helping them share an experience of that love and and sometimes that's one person and sometimes it's a hundred 
Yeah. Or, you know, if you're at a mega church, it's obviously 10,000. Um, but even then, even then, no, it isn't. Because not every last one of those 10,000 people has moved the same way. I can tell yeah, you right now. Sorry, because we're all human beings. It still comes back to, yeah, we're all unique. Um, and uh, it still comes back to that for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great place to leave it, Robin. And I, I wasn't sure where exactly we were going to head at the beginning of this conversation, which is usually the case. But as usual, I'm also left at the end of it feeling like there's a lot to, uh, to still ponder and a lot to think about. So thank you for this. Thank you. And uh, I mean, obviously, we hope that this show reaches a lot of people and that people get a lot out of it. And we'd love it if, if those people shared it with their friends and left a rating and all those wonderful things that help us to feel validated and, and know that we're making a difference and give us that feedback. But um, I think also we are just trying to trust that it uh, will mean something to, to people. And if that's one person this week, then it's absolutely worth it. Um, so thanks again for this conversation and thank you everyone who's listening and just remember to, to spread joy and be love. <laughs>